Hello, and welcome to Talking Nog, a yearly tradition honoring a yearly tradition. This is our annual look at the past, present, and future of everyone's favorite eggy, spicy, boozy, creamy Yuletide treat. We're going to look at the past, present, and future of eggnog. We're going to answer some listener questions. We're going to look at some listener photos. We're going to share some stories. And I'll tell you, we might just have a little fun along the way. So why don't you settle in with a cup of that good, creamy, holiday goodness. Settle in by the fire. And we'll dive right in. Our first question is a bit of a bookkeeping question. It's a bit of a catch-up question on what's happened sent to us since last year. And it comes to us from Dan Mayo. Dan asks, Hi Jeff, I noticed you got a massive shout-out in that Indiana Grocery Store magazine and I was just wondering how you were handling the additional fame that comes with such a piece. Now this is true. Talking Dog was featured in a free uh, grocery store insert magazine in a podcast section, which is honestly the coolest thing that has ever happened to me. And as you can see, life is pretty sweet. Honestly, uh, I've, I've sent the butlers home for the day. I have... Uh, my entourage is off doing entourage things, getting into mishaps, and I gotta tell you, I'm finally here and alone to celebrate the holidays the way that I want to celebrate. And that's with a cool glass of nog. I'm so glad to have everyone here. I'm so glad that we're all together on this wonderful, blessed occasion. And I'm so glad that you've all sent me so many eggnog questions. Seriously? So many of you emailed TalkingNog at AOL.com, which is, of course, the official TalkingNog email that I, for one, am just flattered. Positively flattered. And so, really, there's no reason not to just dive right in, is there? Now, our first question comes to us from Daddy Christmas. Honestly, an honor to receive an email from Daddy Christmas himself. Daddy Christmas writes... I heard from a very reliable source in the United States military, a Colonel Montgomery Jessup, that you might be in the pocket of Big Nog. Can you once and for all dispel the rumors that this show is funded by a cabal of Satan-worshipping Nog enthusiasts bent solely on fattening the masses for Saturnalian sacrifices? I would like to formally go on the record and state that the only thing fueling Talking Nog, the only thing that makes Talking Nog possible is a love and a cherishment of the holiday season. And if you have heard anything different, well, then you just haven't listened to enough of the show, have you? This is this is where the magic happens. There is simply no other element other than perhaps a, well, not a daddy Christmas, perhaps a father Christmas. Uh, this is a show about the holidays, friend. We are not here. We are not here on behalf. Honestly, this is, this is, I mean, I don't want to get political. I don't want to reveal my agenda so early in the show. But uh, the truth is, I have been speaking out against Macro Nog, against Big Nog, since day one. You can go back five years. Oh my god, I've been doing this five years. Whew, okay, yeah, I can go back five years, and I have been talking trash about the Big Nog scene. I, I'm going to move on, or else I'm going to be yelling about this all night. And I have a lot of questions to get to. Uh, so now we can, we have, we're going to move into a bunch of questions, kind of covering the basics, covering where Nog is in 2020. And we're going to start with a message from our friend, Aaron J. Amendola. Aaron writes, Dear Jeff, I still have not had any Nog in my life, and I fear it may be too late. I'm not a fan, big fan of eggs or milk, so eggnog just doesn't excite me, and I fear my palate has... Stopped allowing me to enjoy new flavors. How can I get past this? Well, friend, I'll tell you. All you have to do is open up your heart. The truth is, I realize that it's an odd drink. I realize that it does not sound appetizing. When I describe a drink as eggy, that is not something that immediately makes me exciting. But the truth is, it's a it's a wonderful treat, and you just have to open up your open up your heart and your mind. Uh, and you have to allow yourself to try this drink. Also, spices help. And also, if you are of a drinking sort, drinking also helps. These are ways that you can experience this wonderful thing and, and join us in the celebration of eggnog. Aaron, 
I sincerely hope that you are able to join us in this journey together. I realize that you may be hesitant. I know I was hesitant once upon a time to get into the nogging scene. It's an intimidating scene. There are so many varieties and spices and approaches to home nogging that where do you even begin? And I'll tell you, there's no glass of eggnog like your first glass of eggnog. Honestly, I envy you, friend. Get out there, drink that. Drink that beautiful eggnog. Side note, Riverhouse Games in the chat, I agree. There are a lot of great eggnogs. Uh, there are a lot of great nogheads in the chat today. We've got Alex Roberts in the chat today. We got Kate Nix in the chat today. We got Taylor LaBresh. We got Alice Kira. We got Sarah LaBeouf. All of my beautiful, the nog nation has come out today. Alex Roberts has said that uh, they put some nog in their dandelion tea today and they wish everyone could try this incredible combination. Honestly, I th that sounds delightful. What a wonderful, what a wonderful drink that sounds like. I I was ready to move on, but I just want to take a moment and just address the fact that that sounds lovely. Everybody, I would love for you, if you're enjoying the show, I want you to go out on Twitter and I want you to tweet hashtag Nog Nation and I want, you, I want the world to know that the Nog lovers of the world are strong and that we are together and that we are celebrating that drink that we love called eggnog. Now I'm going to move on to my next question. We've got a question here from Phil Chung. Phil, Phil Chung writes, uh, First time listener, first time caller. In addition to being new to the show, I am also new to the world of eggnog and I'm looking forward to getting into it. What should be in my eggnog starter pack? Let's break this down. The, 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 it's pretty simple, honestly. It's a few tricks, few tricks to get started. You're gonna want some eggs. You're gonna want some cream, maybe a half and half. You're gonna want some spices. You can find, we'll get into some recipes in a little bit. You're gonna want a few different ingredients and more than anything, the thing that you're gonna want is a little holiday cheer. That's the thing that's gonna really elevate your eggnog experience. All of those other ingredients, they're icing on the cake. The thing that makes the cake whole is technically the eggs. It is also, it is applicable to both eggs and eggnog, or cakes and eggnog, that eggs is the thing that makes them whole. Uh, but the thing that makes them come alive is the love of the holidays, my friend. Get out there, feel a warmth and a jolliness in your heart, and enjoy a little bit of eggnog for your old friend Jeff Stormer. We've got a, we've got a few questions on a similar topic. Um, our next question comes to us from Ramon Bender. Who asks, how much rum can I put in my eggnog before it ceases to be nog? We've also got a question from an anonymous writer uh, who asks, Boobs, yo, how much though? And lastly, a question from Daddy Christmas. How much would I have to drink before I was sick? I'm guessing it's a, it wouldn't be a lot. Kind of like drinking gelato from a tall glass. And more importantly, Jeff, have you ever gotten egg drunk? And just riff on that for a while. And I, I lumped these questions together because the truth is, when it comes to eggnog, if you are of an alcohol sort, not everyone is, and we should respect that and honor it, and there are a myriad of good non-alcoholic eggnog options, and it is on us to respect that, and, but, if, you, if, you're, if you're of the alcohol sort, let me tell you, <laughs> there's no such thing as too much alcohol. Until the question is, I've ever gotten nog drunk? Well, I will posit you this. You can go listen to literally any episode of Talking Nog if you want to hear me get eggnog drunk. Honestly, give me an hour of drinking this delicious eggnog. We'll see what happens. Great questions all. Really great questions all. Um, we've got some wonderful things from the chat. Uh, July, July, 1825 posits that eggnog French toast batter sounds delicious. We've got some eggnog with fireball whiskey. Uh, we've got some uh, eggnog waffle batter. We will talk about that in a little bit. We've got uh, Taylor LaBresh comes in with bread pudding with nog instead of instead of milk the other day. That just, I mean, what what more can you ask for? That's just, that's holiday goodness in a, in a pan. Really, I mean, you've got the bouge, you've got the cream, you've got the spices. What a magical experience. A magical, magical experience. And I'm, I'm so happy that really we're seeing Nog go in so, so many directions. And we've got a question. Ty, this, this ties in nicely with a question of friend of the show, Cat Cool, who asks, John once foolishly had Nog mixed, for, mixed with rum from his parents. They all became very ill. Have you all ever had or heard about similarly foolish Nog and spirit mixtures? The truth is, I'm not sure that was the rum. 
there's another likely culprit. There's two likely culprits as to why one may have gotten sick from eggnog. And uh, I wouldn't call it the rum. I think rum is a fine addition to an eggnog. I'm going to say the two likely things that got you sick. One, could have been the eggs. Real chance of salmonella comes through an eggnog on account of you are drinking, uh, you know, raw eggs. Uh, and the other thing, and this is an underrated threat, and this is not to discourage people from drinking eggnog. Obviously, that's the whole point of the show is to get everyone to indulge this wonderful treat. The other thing, and this is important, is nutmeg. Nutmeg, I think, is poison nut. Similar, but different to a buckeye. Probably gets you sick. I don't know. I am not a scientist. I am not some sort of nut scholar. But if I were, if I were a nut spurt, I would be, I would be, I'm not going to say don't put it in your eggnog because it gives it a wonderful, warm, spicy flavor, but I am going to say keep an eye out for that dangerous, dangerous nut. And that's my, that's my nut spurt opinion. Um, I, I see a lot of Coquito chat going on in the chat and I got I'm going to formally throw out an endorsement for Coquito. Um, chat, confirm me, uh, confirm me a question. Well, since I got the chat, um, is there eggs in Coquito? Because, from my understanding, it is like eggnog, except you've replaced the eggs with coconut cream. And the truth is, that sounds lovely, and the coquitos that I've had have been stupendous. And, I gotta say, uh, I've been looking for a, a, a vegan eggnog option for, as listeners know, years. Years and years and years. And it seems like... We have confirmed in the chat, a friend of the show, Ophidia and the Cobra, has confirmed in chat there is no egg in Coquito. Friends, Coquito is the vegan nog option. We did it. We got there. We found it. It is, I, I'm pretty sure, vegan, and thus it is, I believe, the option for those that do not wish to imbibe egg, and I think we got there. And really, now that I think about it, it is not vegan because there is cream in it. But we got there for people that don't want to eat egg, and that was important. That was, lacked, that was a, that was an important thing. Sarah in the chat points out uh, almond nog, which I have had and have have not found one with the right consistency. But I almost wonder. I wonder if you mixed a little coconut cream in with an almond milk nog, because it's just going to be almond milk with the eggnog spices in it. I wonder if that might crack it, because the almond, because the coke, the coconut cream is going to be so thick. Interesting, interesting theory work happening here. The nogging scene. The nogging scene. Really, really. We're watching the, the nog nation. Hashtag nog nation. We are watching you break boundaries tonight. We are watching people dig into the reality and uh, the, the future of nog. And it is, it is real and it is exciting. I, I hope that you in the chat are feeling the excitement that I am feeling at the hashtag Nog Nation coming together for this most important uh, um, celebration. <laughs> great questions, great great work in the chat, great questions. Y'all really feeling the holiday magic today. I am feeling talking Nog. Uh, I agree with Xena Queen 17 I am feeling the egg excitement. Ah, much appreciated. Let's get into some let's get into some more questions. Let's get into some more email submissions to talkingnog at AOL.com. Anonymous writes in, I'm writing to ask you about your Twitter profile picture. Ah, that would be the logo of the show that you can see right here. Uh, I'm writing to ask you about your Twitter profile picture. In it are two glass mugs of eggnog garnished with not one, but two cinnamon sticks each. That's kind of bougie. Well, that's mean. Additionally, it has what I hope for your sake is nutmeg and not more cinnamon sprinkled on top. Well, that's also judgy. Must be nice. Is it nice? Sipping from your eggnog atop that ivory tower? But my real question is, does garnishing your eggnog with a cinnamon stick for two just for show, or does it add to the flavor? Also, is that nutmeg in the picture? And likewise, does it add anything? What? Uh, what? Sarah, I actually did not write this to myself, and I'm not really sure what. First off, Yes, those are cinnamon sticks. And yes, to answer your question, it is nice. It is nice to put some cinnamon sticks in your eggnog and get some fresh cinnamon flavor. And who are who are you, Anonymous? Who are you to step to me, the world authority on eggnog, and, and, and act like I'm the problem? How dare you? 
How dare you? Also, that I assume is eggnog. Technically, that is an unsplash picture, so I'm not 100% sure. I assume it's egg. I assume it's nutmeg on top. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, Follow-up question, also from Anonymous. Why is the eggnog from Wawa so good? Now, I had an answer for this prepared. However, some controversy. I don't want to alarm anyone that is familiar with the delightful uh, chain non-alcoholic eggnog from our, from our friends and yours at Wawa. Uh, another question from Anonymous. It recently struck me I had no idea where my Wawa made their eggnog. I assumed it had to be local, but maybe not. There are Wawas popping up up in Florida these days. So I did a little research, and I found a blog post about how their eggnog is actually Turkey Hill eggnog. What's more, Turkey Hill makes their stuff in Columbia, PA. That's only a few hours away from you, Jeff. I know Alton Brown's aged eggnog recipe is in vogue, but imagine going there to get the freshest eggnog you can get. So my questions are, did you know this? And if so, how many times have you visited Turkey Hill? I have not visited Turkey Hill, and you know why? Because they are liars. Wawa is li- I am- I've spent years saying that Wawa, their home- I've called their eggnog homemade. And to find out that they are just buying it in bulk? This is an outrage. This is dishonesty. The people need to know where their, their eggnog is coming from. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm taking this too hard. Maybe it's just that I've been lied to that hurts. Maybe it's understanding that, like, you know, there are context... I don't... Maybe there's context to this. I just... I just don't know. I just don't know. It's gonna take time to recover from this. It's gonna take time to recover from this. Another question from Anonymous. I have a friend who claims to own year-old eggnog that is still safe to drink. How do I tell him he doesn't need to lie to me to sound cool? You know what? I'm not gonna... I'm, I, I, that's me. I'm that friend. And frankly, that you would assume... You would sooner assume that I would lie rather than just assume that through the wonderful experience of sugar and booze and aging that year-old eggnog is maybe not the best. I would say the golden period for eggnog is between eight and nine months, having had it at a variety of different intervals. But the truth is, I I feel like year-old eggnog was fine. I've tried it. I've aged it for the year. And for you to assume, you know what? Anonymous is getting me heated. We're going to move on to some other questions because I don't like the energy that I am bringing to Talking Nog here today. I'm going to have a little eggnog. And I'm going to feel the holiday vibes. Whitland Timbers, I agree. Good vibes only. Why am I getting why am I getting worked up here? To, to, to everybody, let this be a lesson to everyone that, you know, even the holly jolliest of us, we're only human. We're only human and we're we're coming from a difficult year. I'm willing to say it. I'm willing to talk truth to it. Been a tough year. And you know what? Thinking that maybe I'm bringing that energy into talking noggin. Maybe we don't need that energy. So I'm going to I'm going to dial back. I've got some more I've got some more positive, uh, engaging questions here to really dig in. First off, a question from the chat. Uh, Lord2D2 asks, what is the best vessel from which to drink Nog? Honestly, whatever vessel you can get your hand on. No no wrong answer. Actually, that's not true. I have a correct answer. And that's the closest glass that's going to get to your mouth. Uh, All right, we got a question here from Mike Pridgen. Mike asks... Do you have a good, reliable, homemade eggnog recipe? I have tried making it several times, and I can't seem to temper the eggs correctly, leaving me with tiny, terribly cooked bits of egg floating in my nog. Store-bought nog is just fine, but I'd love to be able to whip some special DIY deliciousness in my kitchen anytime I'm having those holiday cravings. See you next year! First off, don't cook your eggs. I know in the past I've said that you can. I'm taking a stand, and I'm, I'm acknowledging... I'm acknowledging, don't cook your eggs. You know what? I've said before, salmonella is coming for all of us. We are all going to be got by salmonella eventually. There is only so much that we can do before we are struck down by the great giant S-bomb. So stop living in your fear. Stop living in that anxiety of that I am going to be got by salmonella. Because you're gonna. That's the thing to understand is that you're going to get got by salmonella. We all are. It's just, it's just going to happen. So just, you know, 
enjoy your enjoy your raw eggs and and also you know there's booze in there if you if you're of a booze sort or there's sugar these are things that i think maybe kill bacteria again i am not a scientist but i that said i've got some lovely homemade recipes from some people who have sent us things from sent us their own recipes uh, Danimals in the chat is asking me if I'm accusing Rocky of not being able to beat Salmonella. I'm just saying, uh, we don't see him in the ring together. That's all I am saying. N.W. Ferry points out, you are more likely to get Salmonella from flour than raw egg. See that? That's just, that's just great law. That's just great law. Uh, I agree. Alex Roberts drinks raw egg in every protein shake, and it has only made her indestructible. Uh, so I, I appreciate, again, a lot of energy in the chat, a lot of great discourse happening here on Talking Nog. If you are listening to the to the stream later, if you're listening to the audio at bit.ly slash Talking Nog, uh, I gotta say, you're missing out on some great, great debate. There's great discussions here, a real meeting of the Nog minds, and I, I really can't recommend this atmosphere enough. That said, let's get into some delicious homemade recipes. First comes from our producer. Uh, friend of the show, uh, the the person without whom none of this would happen because she quite literally makes the eggnog that I drink on air. Uh, that would be Jen Frank. Jen gives us her own recipe, and that is six egg yolks, three quarters a cup of white sugar, two and one third cup half and half, uh, and one and three quarters cup bourbon. And uh, she says add cinnamon and nutmeg to taste. And this year, uh, because of a wonderful, wonderful eggnog that we tried from our friends at the local 44 beer uh, beer bar in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, a little bit of cayenne for heat. How's that? How's that for some nog innovation? It's honestly, it has added a really kind of back of your throat burn to it, and it kind of really, really brought it in a different, uh, different uh, direction. Kind of really lightened my like it. Like you're kind of expecting kind of a sweet, kind of a classic experience, kind of feel, kind of bearing that little bit of heat, brings that little bit of spice. I'm kind of all about it. We've also got a recipe from our friend, uh, dear friend of the show, Brandon Leon Gambetta. Brandon writes us uh, the day after last year's stream. So this tweet is over a year old. Uh, this email comes to us from over a year ago. Just wanted to reach out right now as I bask in the glow of my finished eggnog in the finished stream. It was delightful, and I loved it. Thank you. Here's a little eggnog recipe for eggnog margaritas. I think it's a decent one. One and a half parts tequila. Brandon specifies that tequila types can wild, uh, vary wildly. Choose the kind that you like. One part Kraken or comparable sweet rum. Uh, three parts non-alcoholic eggnog. A little bit of vanilla extract, nutmeg to taste, cinnamon to taste, stir with a vanilla bean or cinnamon stick, serve over uh, ice or if blended. Uh, Brandon says, I hope I'm sitting down and watching your stream in a year and thinking, did I send that? Really? Brandon, wherever you are, I want you to know, you're a certified nog head, my friend. This one is for you, Brandon. Cheers. Ah, delightful. We also got a recipe here from Liz Piston. Liz says, One of my fondest memories of my mom is when she visited a few Christmases ago. She had a blast cooking for us the entire visit. And on Christmas Day, she came to us with our in-laws and spent all day cheerily making waffles and sharing her eggnog with a house full of people she barely knew. Her eggnog was something special. I remember it from my childhood, and in fact, that eggnog turned me into a nog snob as I got older. Imagine my incredulity when I discovered the stuff in Carson's at the grocery store. You know what? That's the true spirit of eggnog. Honestly, like, the to me, that is the most eggnog thing, is sharing it with people that you care about on a holiday that means something to you. That is that is the spirit of the holidays, and for me, that is the spirit of eggnog. Liz says, when my mom died a couple years ago, one of the things I regretted was not writing down this recipe, though I had tried and failed to memorize it during that Christmas visit. This year, my grandfather died, and my mother, my other mom, sent me a few of his belongings, and among these things was a notebook with my mom's recipe for eggnog. So now I would like to share it with everyone. I hope that if you make it, it brings you the kind of joy that my mom took in sharing it. Madre's eggnog, one pint of whipping cream, six to eight eggs, one and a quarter cup of sugar, a quart of half and half, one tablespoon of almond extract, or one teaspoon almond extract. That's a, that's a big difference in almond extract. And some nutmeg. Whip the cream in a bowl, add a quarter cup of sugar, 
Separate the eggs and beat the whites with a half a cup of sugar until stiff. Beat the yolks separately with one half cup sugar and almond extract. Add a half of the half and half, then gradually add in the egg whites and ripped cream. Add the rest of the half and half, top with a sprinkle of nutmeg. Love, Liz. And Liz, thank you. Like, that was a, a beautiful story and a beautiful, like, experience. And I feel like I'm, I'm very blessed to have received that a gift i know that holidays are not about gifts but you have given me something tr special today and i treasure it and so thank you thank you now for our next for our next question comes to us from our friend bill hydrick uh bill sends us a video link to a cocktail chemistry video three ways to make eggnog where my phone is so i'm just gonna click youtube here uh i have not watched this video so i'm just gonna uh everybody i'm gonna watch this video right now we're gonna we're gonna see what happens okay those are some interesting looking egg dogs all right cool let's see how this goes I am, I am for sure curious. Super, super interesting stuff. See, now I like this. This is an honest, genuine approach to eggnog. I'm feeling this. This is really great. Okay, all right. We're, we're starting with a store-bought. That's interesting. Okay, now, now see, what's happening here is that we're spiking the eggnog. Okay. Just a really like a, what's nice about this is that like <laughs> what's nice about this is that it's just a really like basic anybody could do that like that's what makes that really like good approachable recipe. We've also all right now it seems like we're making something in a blender more like more okay all right so we're gonna use see now that's an interesting okay oh uh, now see I'm so cute I'm so interested. That's a that's a bold decision. And then I mean you gotta just oh that's a whole that's a whole picture of goodness. Oh and that frosted glass, my goodness. Oh boy, I'm I'm ready for this. This is up oh, and there it is. There's that. That's classic. That's some classic classic. Uh, I'm gonna save the rest of this video for later because frankly I am. I'm loving this. This is this is for me. Whew, that's an, a whole a whole gift in a whole different direction. Bill, thanks so much for sending that in. I really 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 appreciate it. Now, uh, on to a little best segment that I like to call the Talking Nog Lightning Round. And no, I've never called it that on stream before, but deal with it. I'm calling it that now. I can call things whatever I want whenever I call to it. You have no authority over me. Uh, our next question comes to us from Phil Chung. Uh, Phil asks two questions. What's something that isn't eggnog, but still feels like eggnog to you? Um, the holidays? Great question. Uh, Phil also asks, The cowboy James Storm has a long and storied career in professional wrestling, including winning the TNA World Tag Team Championships as part of the tag team Beer Money, on multiple occasions and an all-around noted for his love of beer. James Stormer is your blood rival and the host of the Mold Cider podcast, Mulling It Over with James Stormer. To me, this implies the existence of James Stormist. When can we expect James Stormist to appear on Talking Nog to cut a promo in all of the other James Stormses and alcoholic beverages of the world, setting the record straight as to why eggnog is the pinnacle of its respective field? Well, I'll tell you, James Stormist sounds terrifying. Sounds like a terrifying man. I don't ever want to cross paths with him, and I hope that I never have to. Honestly, the best I can do is hope that he never shows his face, because I don't. I that sounds like a, a, a that sounds like a man I don't want to cross. <sighs> Anonymous asks us a question. Did I need to pull up something for it real quick? Because I didn't write down in my notes. Lord 2 d 2 asks, what's the best eggnog beer? I don't actually know the answer because I don't know that I've ever had an eggnog beer. I would love to try it. It sounds delightful, but I don't know the answer. 
Um, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do some research and get back to you next next year, Laura. Cause uh, it sounds like I can imagine it being a really delightful beer with some cinnamon and nut flag flavors. Maybe a little lactose for creaminess. Like that sounds like a really magical uh, experience. Springhouse Brewery makes one. I'm gonna have to check that out. Um, an eggnog stout. Sarah points out sounds incredible. Like that sounds like something I would I would die for. Um. So uh, anyway, on to our next question. Uh, Anonymous asks. If eggnog existed in the Star Wars universe, which characters from the Star Wars Holiday Special would enjoy drinking eggnog? Second part, if you say any Wookiee character, please justify your answer. Wookiees are an especially vain people, but I doubt they would drink something with that much mess potential. Well, Anonymous, if you were a real fan, you would know that in Star Wars Galaxies, uh, an empire divided, eggnog is a canon element of the Star Wars universe. Decorative Vactyl uh, eggnog is a beverage that exists. And the person, the answer to your question is uh, the traitor Soundoon. Uh, Soundoon uh, orders the players to go embark to find the ingredients for some Decorative Vactyl eggnog. Uh, so before you step to me and you ask me eggnog questions, maybe get your facts straight, anonymous. Got him. Next question. Uh, we go to a question from Rach Shelkey. Rach asks, I had a dream about eggnog the other night. In the dream, I opened my fridge and found a bag of eggnog in a milk pitcher. I remember thinking this was strange because I don't own a milk pitcher and eggnog doesn't come in milk bags. Can you explain to me the significance of this dream imagery? I certainly can. Uh, you in the dream are finding stability and joy that is represented by eggnog in something that you don't have. This is your subconscious telling you that there is something in your life that is missing that could be giving you joy and you have to find that, you have to find your milk pitcher. You have to find uh, the thing that is going to deliver the thing that is going to make you happy. That is really what this is saying. It is saying that, um, it is saying that perhaps something in your life, right? Eggnog could be found in a different capacity in a milk bag if you were to pursue it in a different way. That is what I would argue. It is, it is finding, as the chat has said, it is finding your inner yolk. It is finding uh, the piece of yourself. Hashtag find your milk pitcher, as Kate Nix says. It is your, find the thing that is going to facilitate your joy. That is what I believe this is telling you. Or maybe you just wanted eggnog. Both of those are good options. Great question. Uh, we've got a few questions here from Juno Baker. Juno asks, if you could try the eggnog recipe of any historical figure under the assumption that they would have a recipe regardless of time period, uh, whose would it be and why? Now, this is actually an answer uh, with some genuine uh, current, really breaking news behind it. Did you all know that Charles Mingus had a secret eggnog recipe? What a wonderful world that we live in, that we know that Charles Mingus had a secret eggnog recipe that is all but indecipherable. The answer is, and I could, I could decipher Charles Mingus's secret eggnog recipe and have that today. And really, like, as much as it would make me happy to go back in time and drink with uh, Charles Mingus, one of the great jazz pianists of all time, I feel like I'm almost going to enjoy it more, like, with this gift that this beautiful, wonderful artist has left us through the generations to not just, like, you know, appreciate, uh, appreciate, uh, their work, but also appreciate this wonderful, weird recipe for eggnog. Um, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to break down this sort of, this, this code that Charles Mingus has left us. And... That is the answer to my question. Is Charles Mingus' secret eggnog recipe. Uh, Juno also asks, when was the first time you had eggnog? And what made you start your search for the perfect recipe? Was it an active decision or did it just kind of happen? <sighs> Juno, I don't know that I could tell you my first eggnog. I, I, I'm, I didn't grow up with it. I can tell you that much. Uh, as curious as that sounds, as much of the nog heads in the audience will be shocked to know that I was not, you know, born with an eggnog pitcher in my hand. But the truth is, I don't. Eventually, I just found it, and I can't tell you the first time I had it. But I can tell you, it changed me. I can tell you. I can tell you, I found something in it that felt right. Felt like me. Felt like there was a a, a joy in it. Perhaps a little bit of a, 
a little bit of silliness in it, a little whimsy, a little unnecessary flair. There was a, a magic in that eggnog that, though I don't remember when I drank it and I don't remember what the ingredients were, if it was alcoholic or not, or if it was at a party or in my own kitchen, all I can tell you is that I found this strange, silly drink, and I'll tell you, it's magic. Anonymous asks, I did some independent research and found that one of the main ingredients of eggnog is egg. Upon further investigation, I found eggs to be high in protein. Uh, and as an anime comic enthusiast, I am familiar with various multiverse theories. Uh, so is there out there another me who is ripped and swole? He has a killer rookout routine and never skips leg day. Would the beefcake version of me be pounding eggnog to help get some sick gains? Perhaps a very a version of this you, uh, perhaps a version of eggnog, you know. Uh, I could see a wonderful workout eggnog if perhaps you added, instead of cinnamon and nutmeg, you threw in some protein powder. Maybe uh, you kind of created sort of a festive... Uh, festive uh, champagne and eggnog combination and you just poured in some maybe some monster energy or some nose that would be lovely that would be a magical experience um you know i think that would be something that like you would feel the holiday joy but you would also get some sick gains out of that and i think the raw egg and the protein powder and the monster energy they're really all gonna get together and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna hit that gym now, granted, I am not a nutritionist. I'm just a, a man that loves Nog and has a brain full of ideas. But think about that. Just give that a thought. John Decker asks, What are your top three songs to listen to while enjoying a cup of eggnog? Can be holiday-related or not. Uh, I don't I don't want to provide a non-answer to this, but really, to me, the best way to enjoy eggnog is silence. You want to you wanna be... You want to be just perfectly, you know be able to focus on the eggnog. You want to just sit quietly, hear the crackling of the fire, hear it swirling in your glass. <sighs> hear that, hear, hear it just crackling in your teeth. Feel that spicy burn at the back of your throat. It's a, it's a sensual, it's a sensual experience and I feel like Though I am a lover of holiday music, I feel like those are very separate experiences for me. To enjoy a wonderful holiday beverage in perfect, serene silence is simply the most magical experience possible. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful experience. Anonymous writes in and asks us, what can you tell us about the Shadow Proxy War being fought over, Eggnog? Well, the truth is, Anonymous, I actually can't tell you anything, but uh, one of our most beloved uh, yearly write-in uh, Nog heads, Observer138, gives us their yearly update on the Nog front, and uh, gotta tell you, some good news. Uh, Observer writes, This message has been forwarded at the request of... From... Headquarters and was originally received from listening station from an automated distress beacon located in sector. The transcribed message is as follows. Ooh, there's a transcribed message. The Nog Wars are over. Well, that's great. We have won. Hooray. We are Nog. Nog is all. We speak with many mouths, but one voice. We are spread across the endless expanse. We are coming for you, listeners. We are coming for you, talking Nog. Do not resist our embrace. Nog is everywhere. Nog is everywhere. Nog is everywhere. Nog. Ugh. <laughs> ah. Is my nose bleeding? <laughs> what just what what just happened? Uh, uh, sorry, technical error. I don't. I I I. I uh, just gonna move on. Um. <laughs> sorry about that. Um. Phew. So our next question comes to us from John Decker. John asks, uh, you go to a party and they are serving only mulled cider. What do you do? Well, that's a great question, John. The truth is, ah, bah, bah. I believe this is more of a question for me. <sighs> uh, it's James Stormer. It's my evil twin. I regret to inform everybody that due to some t 
complex legal maneuvering, I am legally obligated to give over a section of Talking Nog to James Stormer and my self-proclaimed evil twin brother. I wish there was something I could do, but unfortunately, James... Take it away, <laughs> That's I right, guess. plebeians in his eye. James Stormer, host of the Superior Winter Holiday Beverage Podcast, mulling it over with James Stormer. Now, we've got a few cider and mulled wine-centric questions that I'm more than happy to provide a little cunning insight into. Our first one comes to us from John Decker, who asks, hypothetical situation. You arrive at a party and they are serving only mulled wine and cider. What do you do? Excellent question. From the cheap seats, I am certain that it was intended to slight the wonderful existence of cider fests and wine parties, and yet I am here to offer you some real insight, John Decker, such that you may go and experience a little culture in your miserable existence. You see, the first thing you're going to want to do when you arrive at a cider fest is grab a little cup of lemon sorbet. You see, that little lemon sorbet on the tongue, just the tiniest spoonful, that's going to reset your palate between each delicious taste of mulled wine and cider. Now, a lot of people are going to say you should go straight for the traditional mold red. Here's where I'm going to disagree, and I'm going to say you're going to want to start with them light. You're going to want to hit the mellow ciders and the white wines, because by the time you get to those robust reds, mm, those taste buds are going to be quite taxed. And I assure you, you're going to want to savor every delicious sip of mold wine and cider. Now, our next wonderful cider-centric question comes to us from an anonymous reader, probably because they don't want to be associated with this French toast batter glogging podcast called Talking Nog. Anonymous writes, On a cold winter's night, there is nothing better than a hot mug of mulled wine or wassail. That's right. It is my go-to drink whenever available. But let's say I get super popular and go to a party where multiple drinks are available. I've had a few hot wines at this point, and a good friend insists I try their homemade eggnog. Am I going to get myself in trouble by mixing the two drinks, a la beer versus liquor? These are the first hypothetical friends I've made in quite some time. Obviously, I'd love to answer this listener. And I don't want to risk insulting them by refusing their eggnog. But also, I don't want to be that guy who cannot contain his holiday spirits. (laughs) See what I did there? Quite. I do see what you did there. Anonymous, I am here to tell you exactly what you need to hear. And the simplest answer is, refuse them. If they are so insistent on you clugging and chugging away on their French toast batter, then... Listen up, jabronis! This is Jeff Stormist coming here to give a little holiday show down with the pretender by the name of James Stormer. James, you might think that you're big shit out here talking about the mama of all holiday winter eggnog glasses. That's right, it's a cool picture of eggnog on your little podcast. Well, I am here to tell you that if you say one more word about my favorite favorite winter beverage, I am going to break you over my knee just like I broke this wrapping paper. And James Storm, do not think that you are not on my list. Sorry about your damn luck? Well, I am sorry about your piss-poor taste in holiday beverages, thinking that anything that you make, anything you buy with that beer money is going to get you the love and happiness of a holiday glass of nog. Jeff, love the podcast. Love what you're doing. Keep being magic. James Stormer, here's what's going to happen. Thank you, James Stormer. You're going to shut that little mouth of yours. You're going to give the show back to my man, Jeff Stormer. And to cap it all off, I'm going to watch you drink a fine glass of Mama Stormist's world-famous eggnog. Because if you don't, I'm going to come to your house. Look at me. Look at me, son. Look in these eyes. I'm going to track you down. You could be out partying with your girl. I will find you. And when I'm done with you, there will be nothing left but scary ghost stories about the life of James Stormer and the tale of my glory from the day that I beat your ass. Now let's throw it back over to James, see what he has to say. It's all good. There's no problems here. There's no problems. Let's see what happens. Filled my finest cider glass with some (laughs) delicious nog and I, I, I... actually not bad. Jeff, take it away. Wow. You know what? Turns out James Storm is pretty great. Um, I don't know why people keep asking me whose jacket that is, but uh, the truth is, 
Uh, it was James Thomas's jacket. Don't ask any other questions. Uh, listen, listen, I could show you how the sausage is made and who owns which jacket, but it would defeat the magic of theater, so we're gonna move on. And we're gonna move on. Everybody, it's time to move on to some questions about the future of eggnog. We've been getting into a lot of great discourse here in the chat. We've been doing some really mind-blowing things here, and it's time for us to get into not just where Nog is now, but where it's going to be in the future. And remember, friends, future events like these may affect you in the future. So let's get into it. We've got some great questions. We've got some really great questions. We start with yet another question from John Decker. John Decker asks, what Nog update has you most excited and least excited? And I'll tell you what's got me most excited is... I feel like this year I've seen so much explosion into not just where, not just what you can make with eggnog, but what you can make eggnog with. You can go back to early episodes of, of Talking Nog and you can hear me say, I don't think tequila would work with eggnog. I'm proud to say I was wrong. I realized the salty sweet combination of a tequila mixed with eggnog, that is magic. And I feel like we are in a place as a society where these types of things are gonna happen for the first time. We got there. I'm, I'm so excited. And, and, and I, there's just so much stuff happening that is just, it's filling me with, it's, it's, it's getting me excited. And I, I hope that you're seeing it as well because the truth is like, it's an exciting time to love eggnog and I hope that you're all seeing it. There's a similar question here from Bill Hydrick, which is where can Nog go from here? Are there any innovations left or should we be looking to the past and Nog's origins? And I feel like, you know, between Charles Mingus's eggnog recipe, George Washington's eggnog recipe, there are a lot of great, like, historical eggnog recipes that are now being restored and experimented and I dare say improved upon. Um, that I think, like, I agree, Bill. I think that going to our past is a great way to bring Nog into the future. I, I think it's... It's truly something unforgettable, and I, I hope that we together can get to, like, celebrate that. And I, I just can't even imagine where Nog goes from here. Um, similarly, a question from Juno Baker. If, if there's one way to improve on the essence of eggnog, what would it be? And what would your eggnog to egg electric boogaloo be? Uh, Juno apologizes and says the opportunity was right there. Um, the truth is... I mean, I'm biased, but I think eggnog is pretty perfect. But I feel like... I feel like every time I say that, I get proven wrong and someone does something uh, that really messes with what eggnog is capable of. And it's kind of why I love this particular drink. Juno, Bill, John, I'm going to say this right now. You are all certified nogheads. Cheers, everybody. And a special holiday cheers to Brandon Leon Gambetta, who I now see in the chat. Brandon, we asked a question of yours from a year ago, earlier in the stream. If you missed it, you're going to come back, you're going to see it, you're going to love it. We had some great questions in there, great talk, really, really uh, exciting things. We got an update from Liz Piston. This is a creamy, thick vegan nog. It's on the horizon, and I agree. Like, the sky is the limit now, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that we are, we are really blowing our minds. Similarly, a question from Daddy Christmas uh, asks, have you experimented with eggs from non-chicken avians, like a Dutch or ostrich egg? And what about something weirder, like turtle or snake eggs? Uh, what were the effects? I personally have not, but I'm not saying that I wouldn't. Somebody give me the opportunity and we'll get real weird with it, you know? I want to get, I want to see Nog go to a place that, like, we have been seeing talk of on the Nog forums and the Nog subreddits. I want to see, I want to see flavor combinations. Like we saw Peeps eggnog a few years ago. I want to see more. I want to, see, we've seen chocolate nog, pumpkin nog. I want to see weird flavor combinations. I want to see weird textural combinations. I want to see weird egg options. I, there's so much, there's so much to explore. And I feel like now is the moment that we do it. Now is the moment when nog achieves its final form. Are you, are you as excited as I am? Because I'm excited. <sighs> now for our next question. Uh, we throw it over to a video from our friend, friend of the show, 
TV's Noah Houlihan sends us a video submission, and I'm excited to know what Noah has to say. Hello, I'm the host of Battle Royale Royale, an international nerd comedian superstar of Plus show, Two Noah Comedy, TV's Hi, Noah Houlihan, and Thank I am overjoyed me. to be a special part here of Talking Nog, and I have a very special question for you. Mr. Jeff Stormer. But before I get to my question, I have a short clip I want to throw to. Let's throw to the clip. What can I get for you? I think we'll start with a round of Nagasaki. One part eggnog, three parts sake. Super, super racist. Some places won't make it for you, though, because eggnog is seasonal. Drink is interesting. So after seeing that clip, I have one question for you, Jeff. Drink a Nagasaki. Do it. All right. Drink one. So a challenge has been laid at my... Drink a Nagasaki. But you see, Noah... throw away your title wrong. as the leading expert... I don't need to... ...on Nog. Do it. Drinks, ...of which I will not say... Drink one. Super drink one on camera. Drink one. one. Make it on camera and drink it. I want to see you drink Did one. Did you think... Drink a Nagasaki, Jeff. Come to me? Did you think that you of could... Course. ...step to me? And that I, I wouldn't be ready? There's nothing in here. Noah? This is empty. I don't have to make one of these because I already have one. And the truth is, it's actually delicious. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was not really sure what to expect. Um, I was not really sure what to expect, but it's actually really clean. Like there's a real cleanness to it. It looks a little watery because, well, they, they say in the in the episode that it's one part eggnog and three parts sake, which is like a lot of sake to eggnog. Like that is, this is a sake heavy beverage, but the truth is it's pretty good. It's got that clean, it's got that really clean sake taste. It, it's got a little bit of that cream and that spice. Uh, this was also very alcoholic eggnog to begin with. So this is going to get me going to answer uh, the earlier question about, uh, about nog drunk. It's actually pretty, uh, it's pretty good. Name still sucks, but like. I, I would honestly drink that again. I would probably, like, make one with a non-alcoholic nog and just have it be the sake, if I'm being honest. And Noah, never step to me again. Let's go back to our main screen. <sighs> I feel good, everybody. I feel like I defended my honor today. Let's get into some more questions. Uh, yeah, let's get into some more questions. Cameron asks, what is the correct ratio of eggnog to vanilla ice cream when they are blended together to make the ultimate dessert? Uh, for that, we are going to throw it over to our traditional uh, listener photo. We are going to throw it over to a photo from uh, your friend and ours in the chat right now, Taylor LeBrecht. Taylor sent us a lovely photo, which I am going to pull up right now. Everybody, we're going to pull this up. We're going to put this here. We're going to pull this behind me. Where am I at? I got to keep pulling. Come on. There we go. Hey, everybody. Taylor LeBrecht sends us this lovely photo of some honest-to-goodness eggnog ice cream. Um, and so my answer is controversially none. I would do none vanilla ice cream to eggnog mixed together. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go straight up. You freeze the eggnog and you make eggnog ice cream. Uh, and, and honestly, like, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking in this, for the listeners at home, we've got three big tubs of eggnog ice cream. Uh, we've got what looks like some, uh, some, some, some Trader Joe's or some Aldi brand, uh, meatless dishes. Uh, in the background, we've got what looks like right over my head here is a large sausage. Uh, some sort of, uh, red thing over here in this corner that... Um, is that a marinara? Is that what? What's going on there? I'm excited to see it. I'm feeling it. I'm ready. It looks delicious. 
really like, really, this is a stock freezer full of delicious goodies, but the thing I want to focus on is this delicious eggnog. This is just classic eggnog put into an ice cream maker, as confirmed by uh, Taylor in the chat. Um, and uh, Taylor asks, what toppings would you put on eggnog ice cream? Um, and this is a question I thought about a lot. Obviously, you can go chocolate, right? Like, you could go with some Hershey's uh, chocolate syrup. You could go with, uh... We've got an important update from the chat. The, the red thing is beef stew stock with pureed chilies and adobo. Well, that sounds incredible. Taylor, you're making me hungry here. Um, we've got some, uh, I would go with maybe some, some chocolate syrup. Let me spit a little of this out. Uh, Sarah posits coffee syrup, also a fantastic suggestion. We'll get to a little bit of that later. Uh, I would posit maybe some chocolate syrup, maybe some maybe some cherry pie filling, like the cherries with that really thick syrup around it. Like that would be just, you know, it would be like eating a cheesecake. It would be magical. Um, Danimals Animals eighty five posits pretzel bits would be a really good option. I mean, my gut says you can't go wrong, right, Taylor? Like you can't go wrong. <sighs> We got a controversial opinion from Eleanor Ann in the chat that Walmart brand chocolate syrup is better than Hershey's because it's thicker. I could see that. You know what? I would believe that. Now we are going to uh, get rid of this photo. We are going to get rid of this photo. We are going to go back to our holiday headquarters. And we're going to answer some more questions. Uh, Devin Preston uh, asks, can you recommend Nog as a waffle topping? Devin? I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to recommend eggnog as a waffle. You dump that stuff right in your waffle maker. You close that string. You let it cook up. Let me tell you, you got a great breakfast. Great question, Devin. Devin, certified nog head. <sighs> Delicious. Cruising. We got so many questions today, fam. Uh, we got a question from our hers. Why does eggnog coffee creamer exist? Like, if a person wants eggnog flavor and dairy or non-dairy creaminess added to their coffee, why not add eggnog? Is there a meaningful difference between the full nog and the nog-flavored creamer, or is this just a clever ruse by Big Cream to sell nog at a premium? Please discuss. You know, Big Nog is gonna nog. They're gonna try and... They're gonna try and, 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 and gut you. They're gonna try and get you. And the truth is, you can just use eggnog. Just drop that in your coffee. We had a question from Sarah LaBeouf. Can you sub in eggnog for a white Russian? You can drop that nog right in your white Russian. You can just make some stuff happen. Big, do not let Big Nog tell you how to live your life. Do not let that happen. This is this is a cause that I'm passionate about, is chase after your own eggnog. Nothing is going to beat homemade. Nothing is going to beat that experience. And you can do so many things that I, I, I want you to experience these things on your own. Now, for our next question, we are going to throw it over to a video, and I am going to remember that I don't have audio at first. Um, we, have a uh, we have a question here from Devin Preston. What is the ideal ratio of nog to coffee? Acknowledging the question to one is a trick question, because the answer is 100% nog. What is the next best ratio of nog to coffee? For that, we're going to throw it over to a little video from our friend, Taylor LaBresh. Taylor, let's watch your video. It's sideways, which uh, I couldn't fix. We just have to live with it. This, it's, we're looking at some eggnog ice cream with coffee being poured over it, and let me tell you, it just looks great. Just looks magical. Well, I want it myself. I don't even like coffee. Just watching it sort of, watching it sort of pour sideways is kind of ruining the effect for me, but. Taylor, thank you so much for sharing your wonderful eggnog pour-over recipe. It just looks it just looks magical. It looks like a wonderful experience, and I, I hope that you're able to enjoy a little bit for yourself. <sighs> Let's throw it back over to Holiday Headquarters in our next question, which comes to us from our friend, Cat uh, Cool. Cat asks, We have a friend who commits food crimes regularly. She heats up Monster Energy and Rosé to drink. She carbonates soup. She's a villain. What food crimes would you recommend she enact upon eggnog? Now, this is a question that I had answers for. I was ready. And then the nog heads. This is why it's such an exciting time for eggnog. I didn't have to answer this. 
you all came out in force with some truly upsetting food crimes that I'm excited to share with you. Evan McDevitt writes, Hey gang, I'm a Halloween person by nature, but I have a lot of fond Christmas memories. A lot of that comes from my dad, who's really into getting all the details right. Only red and white lights on the tree, tinsel hung one strand at a time. This obviously included eggnog. As a young adult living with my future wife and a roommate, I kept myself in the mood of the season in the ways that we could afford. So, there was a quart of eggnog in the fridge. This, in this incident occurred because I hadn't gone through this port fast enough. Uh, the roommate's night to cook. She was improvising some chicken and pasta. She had the idea to make a cream sauce, only to find we had no cream or milk on hand. I'm sure you can guess what she used. Riverhouse Games, uh, Taylor LaBresh mentioned uh, noodles boiled in nog. Turns out, closer than you think. It has been eight years, and the taste and the smell of eggnog transports me back to that dinner. The random assortment of spices. The taste of chicken against thickened nog. I don't know if I could ever go back. Tradition be damned. Truly fabulous, fabulous, fabulous food crime. Devin, or Evan, thank you. Evan, thank you. Thank you for this food crime. Thank you for giving, bringing this to my home. Uh, we also have a question from Devin Preston. Uh, what would be the bigger find, eggnog Fanta or corn Fanta? And the answer... Uh, controversially, I know this is talking nog, but the answer is Corn Fanta. Because Corn Fanta exists. It is real, and I will find it. Fanta, you think you can hide this from me, but I promise you, I promise you, I will find Corn Fanta, I will drink it, and I will tweet it out to the world. Now, we also have a message in the chat from Observer138 giving an update on their, their update from earlier. Uh, they say, I'm not sure what's up with the message supposedly from me earlier, but I did not send it. I contacted sex support, though, and they said, and I quote, Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now, so thank you. How are you? So I guess it's fine. Well, that's great to hear. That's great to hear. <sighs> question from Lilith Penrod, also in the food crimes category, less of a question, more of a comment. Eggnog pizza. Now, I want to dig into this, because the truth is, I don't think this is a food crime. I think this is an achievable thing. And I think the issue, I think the issue is, I think we need to dig into this, thinking about it not as, as, a, as a dinner savory pizza, but as something closer to a, perhaps a dessert pizza. Like, something like, uh, like, if you think about it as a dessert, and you think about a thickened nog, not as perhaps a base, but as like a sauce, right? If you, if you, if you, if you run a thick creamy eggnog over like sort of a, a flatbread sort of as a sauce maybe you top it with some maybe you drizzle a little chocolate sauce maybe you crush up some nuts i feel like that would be really magical maybe some pecans or some walnuts would be really delicious uh i think you could make a pretty decent eggnog pizza i think you it's a weird name don't get me wrong but i think you could make a really decent eggnog pizza i believe this to not be a food crime brings us, friends, I'm sorry to say, this brings us to our last question. Friends, this brings us to, this brings us to the end of the, the end of the, the end of the road. My glass is getting a little empty. I think it's time that we, we, we went our separate ways with one last question. Nick Brown asks, my wife would like to know, what makes Nog so good? Sincerely, your nerd noggin arms, Nicholas Todd Brown. The truth is, there's a lot of answers. There is the sweetness of the cream and the, the heaviness of the egg and the spiciness of the spices. There's a lot of answers, you know. Maybe it's maybe it's the time of year. Maybe it's the season. Maybe it's maybe it's that it's a tradition. Maybe it's that it's a yearly tradition that makes it a yearly tradition. But I don't think those are my answer. I don't think those are my answer. You know why? I think I have a I have a few other emails that I think pretty much sum up what makes an eggnog magical to me. Nick Robertson writes, Jeff, you are the eggnog of people. Classic, good all year round, and sweet. Cheers to you, friend. Kevin Gallagher writes, I forgot about my love of eggnog until a few years ago when I met you, Jeff Stormer, through Party of One and Philly Podcasting. Through you, I was reminded of this tasty treat I loved so much, and really that's what I love about Jeff Stormer. The passion that you have for the things you create and are a fan of is infectious. You make me want to be a better content creator. Happy holidays, friend. I cannot wait for things to normalize so we can grab a beer in person. 
truth is, the real eggnog is the friends we made along the way. The real eggnog is the magic of the holiday season. The real, the real eggnog, the thing that makes eggnog wonderful is that it's, it's this weird, wonderful beverage that we drink because it's a special treat. You know, it's, we acknowledge that it's kind of a weird thing. And we do it because it makes us happy at a time of year when it's cold and dark and it gets dark at 5.30 in the evening. And we do things that are weird and silly. And that is, to me, the most magical thing about the holiday season. And to me, that is the most magical thing about eggnog. So there you have it, friends. That is that is my final question of the day. Uh, until uh, until next year. My glass is running a little empty. So thank you all for listening. Thank you all for spending an hour and 12 minutes with me on this December 23rd. And, and as always, cheers. Good night, everybody.